0: Welcome, it's indisputable. I'm your host, Rashad Richie, good to be with you. We have a lot on the agenda today, breaking down news of the day. None other than Dan Evans, host, good morning, bad news. Power report and audio phase. Always a pleasure having his remarkable breakdown. Top story of the day, Donald Trump being indicted is now imminent. At least according to a new report. We're talking about Manhattan DA. Let's put up the picture full mass here. A New York Times report released Thursday revealed Manhattan prosecutors under Alvin Bragg are taking steps consistent with an imminent indictment of Donald Trump for brokering hush money. Actual dollar payments to the adult film star, Stormy Daniels, and the former president is already responding to the news, naturally. Shortly after the story dropped, Trump's legal team released a furious statement on Twitter, slamming the prosecutors involved in the case. The Trump spokesperson said, and I quote, the Manhattan District Attorney's threat to indict President Trump is simply insane. For the past five years, the DA's office has been on a witch hunt. Investigating every aspect of President Trump's life. And they've come up empty every turn. And now, this the fact that their intensive investigation, the DA is even considering a new political attack, is clear, is a clear exoneration of President Trump in all areas. President Trump was the victim of extortion then, just as he is now. It's an embarrassment to the Democrat prosecutors. And it's an embarrassment for New York City. Yeah, so first of all, I think Donald Trump wrote that himself um, as he was accustomed to doing before he became president. Now, let's be very clear about this particular rebuttal. It says nothing rooted in fact, nothing rooted in statute, nothing rooted in an actual proclamation of innocence. It simply says, don't trust the messengers, that is it. So if you don't trust the messengers, you cannot trust the message. It's their point. Bottom line, if Donald Trump is innocent of a particular crime, this is a great thing for Donald Trump and his allies. He has enough uh, influence, money, resources to get proper defense. If he is in fact innocent, this is the best thing that can happen. Why? Because he gets full exoneration. Not the play play kind like he did during his presidency double jeopardy would be attached. Meaning he could not be prosecuted for this crime ever again in the future. So when, if he's innocent, but if he's not, if he actually did engage in criminal misconduct, then you don't want to talk about the facts. You don't need this to go to a jury. You don't need this to go before a judge. Let's be very clear, all of this is happening because of Trump's own criminal activity. He was allowed to operate well outside of the lines of legality. Prior to being president, while being president and even post presidency. As I said before, Donald Trump will be a defendant for the rest of his life in some form. You're seeing that now, so let's count the ways. You have Letitia James, the AG. You have Fannie Willis, the DA in, uh, in Forty County, Georgia. You now have the Manhattan prosecution. You have the federal grand jury still convened investigating Donald Trump. And there may be more. Uh, the new steps by D.A. Bragg come as multiple other criminal investigations into Trump proceed. Including federal probes into the January 6th and the classified document scandal by Special Prosecutor Jack Smith. And Fulton County Georgia Prosecutor Fonnie Willis who was investigating election interference in that state. Bragg has not yet made a formal decision to indict Trump despite clear steps toward doing so. And a grand jury would have to sign off on any charges against them. And I think that's the part Democrats have done an especially poor job at messaging. At the end of the day, the Manhattan DA does not indict. The grand jury does, citizens do. At the end of the day, the DOJ does not indict. The grand jury does, citizens do. At the end of the day, Fulton County District District Attorney Fannie Willis does not indict the grand jury, the citizens of Fulton County do. All right, dear brother, what are your thoughts here? I think
1: when you said that Donald Trump is going to be a defendant for the rest of his life, you're right. I think since he came into office and since he started doing all the things and since he left, whether it was impeachment hearings or whether it's Just this week alone, just off the top of my head, that latest book that he has letters from Trump. He got all those letters without the rights from any of the people who wrote them without any of their permission. And these are a lot of powerful people. You're talking Hillary Clinton, you're talking Oprah Winfrey, people who might go, okay, I'll bite and go through a legal proceeding with Donald Trump. The fact is you're dealing with someone who has gone through his entire life, has been trained by his dad, Fred Trump, to act as though the law does not apply to you, to act as though you're above the law, to act Act as though, you know, legal hearings and court proceedings are speed bumps like to the rest of us, right? They're little hints of suggestions. I hope that there is some court, ideally a number of courts, who can finally tell Donald Trump that no, this is the end of the line. You are not above the law, even if you're a former president. Uh, but unfortunately, we have yet to actually see the case. Yeah. Well, privilege is a hell of a drug. We will mm-hmm. continue to follow this to its completion.
0: Fascinating story. Video captures passengers aboard a plane, rumbling. Here it is. Get off of it. Stop it. Get off of it. Let go of it him. now. Let go. Like, Let go. You <laughs> go. You don't Let go. Never, you, don't Let go. Hey. you my family,
2: No, do not hit him again. Don't approach me with my family. Do not, him him not man, hit him again. Don't hit him again. Stay back. Man, Come on. doing it. What happened. I'm telling everybody what happened, he approached me aggressively with my family. I don't play with my family, tell him what happened, tell him what you did. I will sit down in jail for you approaching my family, I will die for my family. So that's why I beat your
0: I understand you are die for your family, sir, but don't take all of us with you. That has to be a scary situation if you are in the air and there's a full brawl. I mean, okay, let me give you the the background to this. Uh, Really interesting. Southwest Airlines is where it happened. Uh, This was on a flight, according to the individuals who are knowledgeable. They say, well, this was about aggressively bumping into the wife of one of the passengers. Let me give you a background to the encounter. The brawl erupted on Monday on a flight from Dallas to Phoenix when the attacker, Who was with his wife and kids accused a heavily tattooed man of being aggressive. Following the incident, witnesses said both men were escorted off the plane, but the Dallas Police Department said no one was arrested, according to Fox News Digital. Let me give you the statement from Southwest. They say, and I quote, We commend our crew for managing the situation as safety professionals while also ensuring the comfort of the other passengers in the cabin, a Southwest rep. Told the Post on Wednesday in an email. We don't have further details to share except that the flight arrived on time and as scheduled. The statement added. That's right. We really were checking to make sure everybody got to their destination on time. So glad you provided that information. All right, dear brother, what are your thoughts here?
1: You know, I, I've been on the show and I've been on record for having. Mixed opinions about plane interactions, so I, I've got to you know stand up to that. But no, I I I really take a worker's angle from this, uh, even from personal experience, from knowing people who work in the aviation industry, and also just having been on a lot of delayed flights because one flight attendant is just isn't there, right? The aviation industry is really struggling right now, much like the same reason the teaching the education sector is struggling because the labor conditions uh you find this in like restaurants things like that things yeah. are understaffed because the labor conditions especially exemplified by covid-19 and the pandemic have made it so difficult for people to handle these things that people are going screw it i don't want to have to be a personal bodyguard uh 15,000 feet in the sky, in the sky all the time i don't want to have to deal with these situations and deal with this stuff so they're leaving this is having like ramifications in our uh, country with flight delays like Southwest Airlines is astute to point out that they weren't affected by good for them. Let's see about some of the other days they have there because they've had a lot of issues. But at the end of the day, yeah, I think we all need to understand that the aviation industry is hanging by a thread and there's a lot of stuff we can do politically to make that better. But as everyday people just keep it in, get to your destination, exchange some words if you need to, but like don't cause an altercation like
0: that, you're just making it harder for the workers, that's not cool. Yeah, and listen, sometimes the pilot will ground the plane when something like that happens. Obviously, that would create significant uh, disruption
2: to anyone's schedule.
0: Okay, fire chief according to authorities, he got sticky fingers, stole money according to their narrative. Let's put his picture up for a mask. This is out of the state of Georgia. Details are still coming. We don't have full detail yet. The Georgia Bureau of Investigation say agents arrested the Peach County, Georgia fire chief. He also serves as the EMA director. His name is Jeff Doles. Jeff, this week, Has been arrested on roughly a dozen charges connected to allegations of theft and financial fraud. Now, this sounds very heavy. So, how did he get access to money? According to officials, the Peach County Sheriff's Office, which is the local jurisdiction, they requested a GBI investigation. This was on December 5th, 2022. The Sheriff's Office requested this investigation because they believed something was happening. Illegal into they wanted them to look into allegations. Dole's used a county fuel card for personal purchases. After the investigation, agents charged Dole's with six counts of financial transaction card fraud and six counts of theft by taking. The case has now been given over to the Bibb County Judicial Circuit. This is the DA's office in that district, they will not prosecute. Um, Here's the thing, we have seen stories like this time and time again in government where a person utilizes the gas card. Um, Some governments have what's called the P card and they will use these P cards indiscriminately where personal purchases are made as well as bona fide government purchases. There's a very simple solution here, don't take the damn card. Period, there's another way to do this. If you have to get something that is a county function like gas, put in the reimbursement. So we don't know exactly how much money total, I'm sure that will come out within the next few days. But if this is about a gas card, obviously a technical violation. If he has been utilizing it since 2022, it seems as if somebody would have caught on before or maybe. There's more to it. As I said, details are still coming in. Fire chief arrested by the Georgia Bureau of Investigation. All right, Dan, thoughts here.
1: It's when these kind of things happen, especially with government employees, they're stealing from us, it's stealing yep. from people, stealing from people who pay into these communities. And I say us, I'm not a resident of Georgia, but there's still something to be m- mindful of yep. I, with, when it comes to stipends. I think or like when it comes to not having those like kind of P cards. I'm sympathetic to in the sense of like sometimes workers are made when they're you know not being paid a lot of money to buy things on their own and not being given any money for that. So I'm down for like stipends and then reimbursements in that regard. I don't think the fire chief has that kind of problem. You right. oftentimes see those that kind of waste in like middle and upper management where it's like, okay, did you really need that drink? Okay, did you really need those cars? It's like, okay. Like, usually it's those people who don't or shouldn't have problems with, okay, a $25 reimbursement yep. or okay, they're driving a truck, all right? It's 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 George, they're driving a truck, all right? right? A $70 reimbursement for a gas, it shouldn't be insane. So this is waste, it's stealing from people. And I hope it's investigated fully and he's punished for it, so it doesn't happen again.
0: Yeah, and I'm going to be interested to know, um, did they give him an opportunity to reconcile? I know of some cases where a person utilized the card, kind of a mistake or at least they could get away with saying it was cuz they did not do it excessively. And they were given an opportunity, opportunity to reconcile the difference. He may have been granted that opportunity if it was not aggressive. So I'm looking forward to see how much money this guy actually stole, according to the authorities. We got more. On the other side, it's indisputable. Stick and stay. Welcome back. A lot of show left. Let me read some of these amazing comments and some updates. All right. Uh, if you would like to continue, platform of truth giving, I have a new show on Sirius XM, Urban View. It airs. Every Look at that graphic, I didn't even do that, I did not know they did that. That is beautiful, thank you to the production team. Urban View, it's called the Rashad Richard Review. You can tune in every Sunday on Sirius XM at 1 PM and I think they replay it at 9 PM Eastern time, all right? love to see you there, best one hour of your weekend. I wrap up everything for you in a nice package, cut all the fat, trim all the sides, you get it straight. All right. We got a lot of comments, I'll read as many as I can. Uh, Lynn says there appear to be similarities between Trump and the Murdoch family. <laughs> yeah, uh, let's hope that includes at least one guilty conviction for Trump, uh, Tyler Hagner, thank you, Tyler. I believe it when I see it, you've seen this before, that's very true. <laughs> All right, that's a funny cartoon. All right, Alex uh, Fire Chief, I'm stealing five segways at once, yeah. Member for nine months Viting Gale. Thank you so much for being such a strong supporter. <clears throat> uh, <clears throat> hmm. All right, thumbs up me like number 34. Click like and get out on the dance floor. Dragon squad and bullpen bovis, the mods. I like that, it's creative. Devil dog dragon, doc, it would definitely be interesting to see if they make that fire chief pay, uh, pay back the money he used in order to keep him out of jail. Anyone else would have been locked up even after payment. That's right. I've seen that before, too. They paid it back well before trial. Did not matter. Crime had been committed. The only thing they got was you paid your restitution early. That's it. All right. Got something for you. Ladies and gentlemen, I wish you Karen would.
3: You wanna call the police on them for having a barbecue on a you're Sunday.
0: You're still
3: free! Back off! I'm going to tell them there's an African-American
1: man
4: threatening my life. Hey, boss, I just have a question. I'm not trying to be rude, but isn't this kind of crazy for the horses? You guys aren't security or anything. Is this just no. you showing off your horse because it's cool, or, no. or is this really cool for the horse? No, we're doing it because we enjoy it. Yeah. I know, but you, yeah. you enjoy it, but do the horses really enjoy it, though? I think they enjoy it. Does he look stressed to you? Uh, yeah, there's a lot of people. If he Why? kicks me right now, so if I touch the horse right now, oh, what's yeah. going to happen? Nothing. Touch him. I know, but what if some little kid walks up and wants to touch Nothing. the horse, what happens? Yeah you you you're speaking on the behalf of an animal that you can't just I'm you can only control
3: hey buddy I would not be here. no
4: that that's nice, but what about little kids? Yeah, as'm I'm, t-
0: I'm confused at first, I thought he had maybe a legitimate point, point. and then he got into the what ifs and it became ridiculous. Let's put up the picture full mask. Sir, if you were concerned about the animal being violent, why did you touch the horse yourself? You seem very comfortable with this large animal, and I have to conclude you were simply being a carrot. All right, uh, Dan, you know, I felt when he approached them he was going to say something prolific, maybe, philosophical. Um, At least, interesting. Just seems like he wanted to bother somebody by the end of that exchange. What are your thoughts? No, I I care very much about animal rights. I've
1: been a vegetarian for almost a decade. I'm trying to slowly make my way towards being a vegan. The cheeses are getting better. Mm. But, like, yeah, like, I appreciate the compassion and concern for animals. But you always have to, and I think whether it's an animal rights or in a lot of political spaces, you have to figure out how your message is most effective to a person in the right situation. Otherwise, you're just turning people off. Otherwise, yeah. you're just not making sense here. This seems like someone who spends a lot of time online and they like take in all these different things that are bad about like treating animals and they want to just like attack people out there. But like if you're gonna put people on blast, if you're gonna like record them and come at them. That's probably not the best way for them to learn a lesson. Also, if you're gonna like worried about the animals being stressed out, why are you someone who they've never seen before going to touch and pet them? Right. It's it's a very savory complex sort of coming from this man and I'm, and I'm feeling nice today. So I'll leave it there.
0: All right, there you go. Okay. Remember The murderer, the man who killed a protester, okay? Well, he's not exactly a model prisoner. Let's put the picture up for a mass. I will remind you of the background. Charlottesville car attacker killer has now been caught with a weapon. James Alex Field, the Ohio white supremacist who's currently serving a life sentence for the deadly car ramming death of Heather Heyer. At the 2017 Unite the Right rally, remember that this was in Charlottesville. He is now accused of a string of misconduct at the federal prison in Springfield. Now, um, obviously I expect Marty Taylor Green at any moment uh, to launch an affirmative defense for his shenanigans. Fields pleaded guilty to a series of federal hate crimes, in connection to the car attack which killed the 32 year old and wounded dozens more. These were counter protesters they were counter protesting the white supremacist. This is when Donald Trump said actually really good people on both sides here, okay? The revelations have surfaced according to the DOJ as the Justice Department seeks seized hundreds of dollars in Fields prison inmate account to help pay for nearly $81,000 in unpaid restitution and fine costs from his criminal case. The Justice Department also said Fields has yet to pay fines for the misconduct in which he allegedly engaged while in prison. According to a court filing from prosecutor, Fields was fined $250 for possessing a dangerous homemade weapon in December 2020 while serving his term. Prison records also show Fields was accused of another incident weeks later. The records allege he made a threatening remark to an officer in January 2021. Other incidents of misconduct, including being insolent to prison staff and refusing to appear at a hearing. The records also shed light on the disciplined uh, actions or disciplinary actions utilized by prison officials in cases like Fields. The records list, and I quote, punishment for misconduct included seizing of his personal property, suspension, of personal phone and email privileges, monetary fines and the removal of his mattress during daylight hours. In court filings earlier this year, prosecutors alerted a federal judge in Charlottesville that Fields has obtained and I quote substantial fund. Substantial fund in his prisoner inmate account, Though the Justice Department sealed the names of the suspected donors. Testimony in a federal civil lawsuit against Fields indicated a known white supremacist had contributed the money. A known white supremacist contributed the money, while others had sent correspondence in the past five years. Now, before I move on, Please understand, don't gloss over the fact that the federal government has decided to intentionally not let anyone know who gave him the money. You know, they could have just said, that's none of our business. We're not going to go the extra mile and seal any of this. If somebody wants to send money to a known killer who is a white supremacist, so be it. Go through the channels, the normative process to find out who it is. We won't get involved. So why in the world would the DOJ literally get in the middle of sealing the identity or identities of individuals who have given him substantial funding? Prosecutors are seeking to seize the money to use for unpaid fines and restitution ordered by the federal court as part of Phil's plea. In a new court filing, the Justice Department said the Bureau of Prisons does not unilaterally unilaterally seize money from an inmates account. Even to pay fines incurred for misconduct in the prison. Um, That is true, they don't seize it, but they can freeze it, all right? They are able to do that through an administrative dynamic I checked earlier today. So what in the hell is going on? All right, Dan, thoughts here. This highlights one example of many, why people don't really
1: trust the justice system to handle and impart justice fairly. You look at this person, he's been convicted of killing Heather Heyer in this like white supremacist incident. We've seen it's a hate crime, we've seen it's a murder. And you know, in other situations, the point where it's been parodied in movies and TV yep. shows. Gangs, when one of their own gets caught up and put in jail, they get taken care of. That's what that, That's the whole point. That's like part of the brotherhood of that. So the federal government, like you're pointing out here, is going. We're acknowledging that this is some kind of gang affiliation. He's part of this white nationalist group. This white nationalist thinking of a replacement theory. We know it's a hate crime. We know it's a hate group. We know he's getting a lot of money from at least one person affiliated with them. And uh, we're not gonna yeah. do anything about it. We're just gonna just move that forward. And that is something that you want to remember as one instance in many of the history of this country, the recent history of this country to this present day. But even going back the past 10, 20, 50, 60 years where justice is handled a little bit impartially or a lot with a little bit of a lighter uh, strong fist, then you would see it in other cases. And then you put some other dots together and you start to form your other opinions about this
0: government and who it really works for. Yeah, it is so interesting that they seal the identity or identities because literally once a person submits that kind of a money on record to a federal prison or, or to a prisoner that becomes a public record that public record is discoverable that public record can be obtained through the FOIA freedom of information act open records request that is statutory the fact that they sealed it keeps it away from people like me writing that email or sending that letter and getting that name i need to know why all right we got more on the other side it's indisputable stick and stay all right welcome back always good to be with you we got a lot of comments let me read as many as i can i appreciate you all membership all right you're no longer just a viewer you have become a TYT member let's make this happen together if you're not you can do so now you're a leader Fighter, a game changer. All right, um, someone who believes wholeheartedly in bringing positive change to the world—that would be you. Every membership makes a monumental difference right here at TYT and beyond. Bold, progressive, live commentary. I want you to become a member today. TYT.com forward slash join. TYT.com forward slash join. All right, let me read some of these beautiful comments. Lynn says. Male Karen should be more compassionate as he appears to be a horse's ass. I see what you did there. Like that. Okay. Stop Dragon says, I'm a vegan and categorically say that Male Karen's behavior is why people have no patience for some of us. <laughs> it wasn't hey, that bad. It wasn't that bad. All right. Big Daddy to 20,000 Dragons is gifting 10 tier one subs to TYT's community. They've gifted 15 overall. Thank you so much for your continued support. All right, we have an indisputable, exclusive, fascinating story. A woman literally makes up an entire narrative that she is being attacked by by an actor. Here it is.
3: I don't care if You don't care, I don't
2: care <laughs> <laughs> Wild Yes, there's some very
3: suspicious people that they're going to rob and steal and kill people We're at 4253 <laughs> Goldback Avenue Please come in a hurry
0: You heard what she said, right? She told the police that these people were committing felonies, dangerous felonies. That is a life or death situation being created over the phone. Let's put up the actor. She called 911 on Amir Mustafi, a woman in Studio City, California called the police on an actor riding his bike around his own neighborhood. The writer, actor, and producer was riding around the 4300 block of Colfax for a screen test. Showmakers wanted to see what he looked like on a bicycle, what they do. The woman who appears to be on the phone with police says, And I quote, there are some very suspicious people and they're going to rob and steal and kill people. Once again, creating a life or death situation, police come, guns blazing. Black man on bike must be the suspect, let's shoot now and ask questions, never. Amir said she pulled up in her car to stop the couple filming. Claiming the alley was a private property. At the end of her call, she says, Please come in a hurry. Mir's girlfriend, Robin, says she tried to deescalate the situation. Here's a quote directly to Indisputable. I heard a say something like, Uh uh oh, looks like a Karen. So he suggested I walk down toward the street. I was standing there filming him looping a couple of times. She started screaming and said, She would call the police. That's when I caught her making the phone call and she started acting really weird. Automatically, I thought this is how people especially people of color get shot by police. That's exactly right. Amir says he believes the woman questioned him because of his race. Here's his quote. If you're saying I look suspicious. And I'm going to rob and murder people when I'm wearing a bike helmet. I don't know if that's consistent with a robber or murderer. You shouldn't think so because it's LA. There's a lot of different ethnicities here. But I don't know what else it could have been. Once again, a direct quote to Indisputable Investigates. Um, A representative of the Los Angeles Police Department directed Indisputable to a police report for burglary filed on March 5th in that part of the city. Indisputable filed a records, open records request uh, for the report. I will provide that report if it exists. Hell of a story. Very dangerous. You can't make light of something like this. Now, what should happen next? What should happen next? You see the video, the evidence is there. Who committed a crime? She did. I know she's up in age, but. Remember, they have locked up elderly black women for not paying their trash bill. We've reported on that right here. Literally a cop went to the house, put handcuffs on an elderly black woman because she did not pay a trash bill. It got sent to a collections department. That collections department set a court date. She missed the court date and they put a warrant out for her arrest. Nobody cared about her age. This woman literally created a dangerous situation intentionally was deceitful intentionally. And it could have caused a significant disaster in that community. So I have no patience, someone should be very clear. What she did was unlawful. All right, Dan, thoughts here.
1: What she did was attempt to weaponize the police department, yep. the Los Angeles Police Department, which is no friend of people of color or anyone to that for that matter, and specifically said, "Oh, this person walking a bike who's not bothering anyone, who's just, you know, talking about stuff and this other person filming." As you do in Los Angeles, uh, they're a threat. I'm going to sick the police on them. I'm going to weaponize the police. I'm going to say it they're robbing and stealing and killing, and that is just going to get reported all over the police like radios. And the cops are going to come with that response. This is America. That's how it goes. And so not only is that despicable, not only is that horrifying. Like it is. I remember Ron DeSantis just to your point. Right. Uh, put people who would serve their jail sentences who previously had felony convictions, who had won the right to vote. Yep. He had them arrested and had camera crews ready to go to That's take right. photos of that as a photo op for people who were elderly who just tried to vote, all right? So just like you're saying, don't tell me that it's too much to go after someone just because of their age. This is an attempted murder, essentially, mm-hmm. based on how we know the police are going here. So there needs to be much more accountability on false police report alone yep. um,
0: for this kind of nonsense. Very well said, we will continue to follow this. See if it develops this week, next week, something. All right, jury awards $8 million because a family was wrongfully detained at Starbucks. This is a hell of a video. Let me show you the first one, here it is.
1: Hi, how are you? guys doing here uh waiting to go to starbucks in a second why oh we have is there a problem we can't, well, can't so, sit here well actually let me tell you why i'm here mm, okay mm. i've been having auto break-ins in this parking lot every okay. morning around this time thank
3: you very much so i've been that. so
1: i've been driving around here okay. okay and i noticed that you guys aren't doing nothing but hanging out yeah
3: i just got in from and vegas so, okay well that's morning i've been driving all night okay well, it takes eight hours to get here well relax
1: that's my reason why i'm talking to you i'm here so i'm, I'm not, okay this is a We're in a car from the Bay Area from Oakland. Okay. Just because it's got Nevada plates. It's not a... It's not a Nevada car. No, I'm not Nevada. Okay, you have your ID on you? Yeah. Okay, so wait a minute. Now, why are you asking for my ID? You just explained to me about the break-in. Right. But why did you explain to me about um, my ID? What's that about? What did I do? What kind of crime did I commit?
5: What kind of crime did you commit? Yeah, I'm asking you. you you I'm asking you for my ID. Yeah, you have to give me your ID.
1: Why do I have to give you my ID? Why? I don't have to give you my ID because I haven't done anything. You, you started talking about a break-in. Okay. I thank you for telling, informing me that. Right. I informed you that I'm resting because I'm about to go into Starbucks, right? Mm-hmm. I informed you I've been driving all night, right?
5: Well, Starbucks has been open for about two hours. It's
1: actually been open since 5. I checked my um, GPS. Okay.
5: okay. Are you doing anything wrong? No, I'm not. So then what's the big deal?
1: I don't have to give you my ID. I'm not doing
0: anything uh, Yeah, wrong. you do. No, I don't. No, I don't. No, I know the law, I don't have to give my idea, I'm not doing anything wrong. I got more video. Now remember, this cop is making an $8 million disaster intentionally, defunding the police. People don't have a problem with that. On the right, when the police defund the police, here's how it escalated.
5: So what you're doing now is leading me to believe that you might be doing something wrong. No,
1: I'm not doing that, so don't try to trump up no charges. I saw I get your phone outside so recording. So
5: I'm recording right now, honey. Why, why are you getting so worked up? Because i got to
1: have protection. Because I don't okay. know where this is about to go. I've well, got to have protection. Well, it's not going go to go anywhere if
0: you cooperate. Anything. OK, they don't want to okay. listen to us. So let's go ahead and okay. detain these two.
1: No, no, you're not going to detain them. No, you're not going to detain them. We haven't did anything. We haven't did anything. We haven't, we have not did anything. Get out the car. Get out of the car. No, no, no. Get out, I'm out of the car.
0: window. I want the window jail. Get out of the car. No, no, no. Window down. Get out of the car. No, the of the jail. Jail. No, Put your hands behind your back. Put your hands behind your back. You're being detained. No, I'm not being detained. For what? You're being detained. For what? Phone down. Don't touch my phone. Put your hand behind your back, or you're gonna go to jail. No, I'm not going to jail.
1: you're not detained. No, we're getting the, we're getting the attorney. We're getting attorney right we haven't, excuse me, we haven't did anything. So can you get your, I asked for, I don't have it's a not, weapon not, on me. I'm just I asked checking. asked for his superior, his supervisor. Going. I asked for a supervisor. Grab a I not, not, not how things work, man.
0: No, what are you talking about? This is, we haven't did anything. Take your feet. You, don't, we you don't demand what we do. No, I, I'm not demanding anything. A black mother was simply in a car with her two daughters. They arrest the entire family. This cop is supposed to be a detective, he goes up to a car. You tell me, detective, you mean to say you thought this woman with her two children in the vehicle outside of Starbucks that they were carjacking? kind of detective are you, if you really believe that? I don't think you believe that at all, officer. I think you wanted to put some black people in their place, so to speak. It has now cost the taxpayers $8 million. Let me give you background to the encounter. September 2019, after a long drive from the family's home in Las Vegas. A silly Lagerville and her two daughters stopped at a Starbucks, Castro Valley, California. They were on a nine hour journey, as she explained, To drop the older daughter at Berkeley City College. It was for a statistics exam. You know how difficult statistics exams are? Following the police encounter, according to Lagervale's attorney, Craig Peters, the older daughter, who had planned to transfer from her community college to UCLA, arrived 40 minutes late to the exam and scored a C, bringing down her straight a record to a B, according to Lagerville's attorney Craig Peters. An internal investigation found that the deputies did nothing wrong and have since been promoted according to KTVU, there's more. Nevertheless, a jury on Wednesday awarded the family $8.25 million in damages after a verdict released on March 1 that, that decided against the deputies and Alameda County. Peter said the sum was increased by the Bain Act, a California law that allows juries to quadruple damages award awarded in cases that involve constitutional right violations. The Washington Post reported, isn't that amazing? Isn't that fascinating? Hmm? Okay, so they do an internal investigation. No wrongdoing here, all rights were within reason. Everybody was respected, my officers did nothing wrong. Nothing to see. As a matter of fact, we're going to give them a promotion. It gets outside of the bubble of the good old boy law enforcement system in front of a jury. They're impartial. Some of them like the police. Some of them may not like police misconduct, but it's not the police investigating the police. It's the fact finder, the jury member. When it goes to a jury, the jury says, I don't give a damn that you said. There's no wrongdoing. I don't care that you gave them a promotion. And a raise. what happened here was unconstitutional and the family will be awarded accordingly. Big ups to the jury for making the right decision. Put up the leadership here at the time of the encounter. Gregory Ahern was the Alameda County Alameda County Sheriff. Back in November, he lost his office to the current Sheriff Sanchez. All right, so you're looking at one two combo, um, quite fascinating. million, $8 million plus actually, why, why? Because the police refuse to respect the rights of a black person again or black family. When will conservatives get outraged by outrageous cops who continue to take money from hardworking taxpayers in the local community? Now, I promise if, I went to that community and held a press conference and just uttered the word, defund the police. All types of conservatives will come out against me. But when an officer actually defunds the police of eight million plus dollars, not a peep from conservatives. Why? Because they are okay with the narrative. As long as you are violating the rights of black people, you can take as much money as you choose from our communities and we won't say a word. How insane is that? So do you think it's about money? Of course not. All right,
1: thoughts. First of all, the Alameda County sheriffs uh, hate communities of color and they only show up after crimes mm. have happened. So I absolutely despise them, have personal dealings with them. I, this is absolutely doesn't surprise me at all. That cop told him himself when he was saying, you just show me your ID if nothing's going on. And the woman rightly said, I'm doing nothing wrong, so I have no reason to show you my ID. And then the cop went back and said, well, well yeah, you're doing nothing wrong, so show me your ID. They told themselves then. And then they told themselves again when they did their own internal investigation and found, oh, we did nothing wrong and we're actually giving promotions. Because that's exactly what we're saying. It's cop culture. That's the issue. It's the culture. That's what the activists are saying. It's the culture. And I love your framing where you're saying that, okay, now at this point, the cops are defunding themselves. Thanks to that Bain Act, we're doing quadruple points on that. That's a, you know, every once in a while, you know,
0: gas prices suck, traffic's terrible. California rocks every once in a while, that's a nice
4: one,
0: that's a good bill. Yeah, I mean, that was meant, the Bain Act was meant to do exactly what it did in this case, uh, to create such a penalty under the monetary dynamic that it would cause an example to be set for other departments to get in line. We got more on the other side, it's indisputable stick and stay. Welcome back, always good to be with you. We got a lot of comments, I'll read as many as I can. Okay, Mickey C, the silver haired dragon says, good looking man. I'd be happy to meet him, but I wouldn't do it by involving the police, smiley face, look at you, you need to calm down. All right, (laughs) okay, Uh, so life gifted five indisputable memberships. Thank you so much for doing that, we appreciate the support. Um, C Michael Henson, thank you C Michael. There needs to be a law that makes a frivolous 911 one call like that a felony. Too many people have been killed by police for no reason. There mm-hmm. are laws, they call them caring laws. The problem is typically they're misdemeanors. If you do them often, some jurisdictions will grant a felony charge for doing it four or five times. But I agree with you, I think one time is enough. If you are intentionally trying to get somebody harmed by the police, one time should be enough. All right. I hate that there's repeat.
1: I hate there's precedent for repeat offenses. I know, of it, it is.
0: <laughs> That's wild. It's insane, but it's real. All right. A cop has now been charged with the murder of a black man inside of a car sleeping. It's a damn shame. i want to take you to the video. We'll get into the background. Here it is. No, but he's waking
2: up though. Hey, bring me. Hey, bring me some more light. Oh. He's waking up. Watch it, watch it, watch it. Watch the hands. Hey, put the light on them. Hey, come closer. Come closer now. Move up closer. Move up. Where's the gun there? Where's the gun there? Should we knock? Hey, you might want to step out of the way, man. You guys aren't the target.
5: Now you're gonna scare him. Watch it. Hey, I can't see his hands. Hey, come closer, put the light on his hand. Knock on the window. Ready? You see them? Yeah, I see him. All right, in now. I see him. He ain't waking up. No
2: move! No move! No move! No move! Watch the Watch the
0: No threat. No threat. Let's put the picture up. Full mass. A cop has now been charged. His name is Sergeant Ennis Jevrick and other officers decided to surround Antoine Gilmore. And then this sergeant decided to just fire. The US Attorney for the District of Columbia unsealed a federal indictment Tuesday. Charging DC Metropolitan Police Sergeant Ennis Jevrick 41 years of age with second degree murder. And also, they added a federal civil rights violation in the fatal August 2021 shooting of Antoine Gilmore, 27, who was asleep in his car. The indictment charges this sergeant who violated Mr. Gilmore's civil rights by willfully depriving him of his right to be free from the use of excessive force It carries a maximum of life in prison. The shooting occurred after reports of a man sleeping or unconscious behind the wheel of a black BMW at a spotlight in Northeast Washington around 3am. This was August 25th, 2021. According to the police department, an officer approached the car and spotted a handgun tucked into the man's waistband. Reinforcement were called in as several officers approached the car behind a bulletproof ballistic shield. Body camera footage shows a crowd of officers approaching the car, tapping on the window. There's more. When Mr. Gilmore awoke and began to drive away, obviously out of fear. The sergeant fired at least 10 rounds at the car in a use of deadly force that appeared to violate DC Police Department policies against shooting at moving vehicles. Police Chief Robert J Conti III said at the time, after the sergeant opened fire, the BMW crashed into a tree. And Mr. Gilmore was found fatally wounded in the driver's seat. The loaded handgun that officers observed when they first encountered him was still in the right side of his waistband. Can I remind everyone that every person in America, virtually, adult, you have the right to bear arms. The Constitution says it, typically conservatives will talk about how this is a fundamental right. Then all of a sudden when a black man has an exercise of this right, there's an assumption he's a criminal. He has violated the law, it's a damn shame. Police have said that crucial moments leading up to the shooting from the body camera were obscured by the ballistic shield he was carrying. It was not clear what other officers saw. The sergeant was the only officer of about six at the scene who fired a gun. Now, I've said this to you before because we've seen one cop fire and nobody else, no other cop, Open fire. We've talked about this right here. What does that mean? That means that no other police officer thought it was a situation where you needed to open fire. Only one did. Uh, Police have said that they do not know precisely what happened inside the car when Gilmore stirred as police knocked on a window or why the sergeant fired. The sergeant did not give a statement to detectives, as was his right while prosecutors reviewed the shooting. He has declined to comment publicly. On the shooting. Let's go to this council member who had a very credible and common sense statement, okay? Uh, Janice Lewis George. Sitting here trying to figure out how law enforcement can successfully de escalate a white domestic terrorist in a truck threatening to blow up the Capitol with a bomb, but not a black man who fell asleep in. His car wasn't even antithetical to police. Committed no crime. Was terrified. Looks like he had a right to be. All right. I'm very thankful that the district prosecutor did pick this up. If we had the George Floyd Policing and Accountability Act, we can have more arrests like this because. It would actually create a standard of equivocation. Their standard would be your standard. All right? We need that on the books ASAP. Dan, thoughts here. If these police were worth a damn, they would be actually be able
1: to protect and serve. From a sleeping black man in a non-moving yeah. car. like you said, this is this is America. we've laid that bed. everyone as an adult has the right to have a peace with them in most places. So yeah, sure you deal with that. but if a person is in an intersection and they're sleeping, let's say maybe they're intoxicated and it's the middle of the night. Sure, the car's not moving. Your cops just corner them in, let him wake up. There's so many ways to de escalate that situation. Perhaps the easiest situation to de escalate that you are as a cop will deal yep. with then didn't have to end with taking that man's life. So I'm horrifying. I'm glad there's a little bit of justice here. There usually isn't. Yeah, there you go.
0: All right, the number one black white supremacist in America, Candace Owens. Candace Owens has decided to defend a person who is on the chopping block for being racist because of his own comments. Here it is.
3: With all of the money in the world, would you choose to live in an all black neighborhood? I want you to think about that, whether you're black, white, Hispanic, Asian, would you choose to live in an all black neighborhood? Be honest with yourself.
4: So here I'm just quoting Don Lemon when when he notes that the when he lived in a Uh, mostly black neighborhood, there were a bunch of problems that he didn't see in white neighborhoods. So even Don Lemon sees a big difference in your own quality of living based on where you live and who is there.
3: Did Don Lemon actually say that? Does Don Lemon actually believe that white neighborhoods are different than black neighborhoods? Uh, I would imagine he's not the only one, considering every time a black person gets any money, They don't choose to go move into black neighborhoods, even though they can certainly afford to. Looking at you, LeBron James, looking at you, Patrice Cullors, looking at you, Gabrielle Union and Dwayne Wade, who just sat up on stage and told us that black trans people were being hunted and that black people needed to really care about this specific issue. None of these people are living in black neighborhoods. No, they're living in white neighborhoods, far away from all of the drama that they love to comment on. Why is that? Why didn't LeBron James take his many millions and build a giant home in the middle of the South Side of Chicago? Why didn't he do that? What is he afraid of? Who is he afraid of? What is it that he doesn't want to live around?
0: Well, first of all, uh, Candace, you are factually incorrect. Uh, But to the sentiment of the neighborhood dynamic, you know, Candace, do you live in a trailer park of all white people? That's a white community, is it not? Why don't you take your money and move there? Because there are communities that would accept you. You see, when we get involved in these tropes that are community based and say, well, he has money won't stay around black people. No, that's not the issue. The issue is more complex than that and you actually said it and did not catch it. So let me first highlight this tweet, let's put it up. Candace has been misusing information to disparage black communities and leaders such as LeBron James with defamatory remarks. Candace Owen says, why does this happen? Because pea brained celebrities that are idolized like King James tell young black men that they are literally being hunted. This is the natural result of such hyperbolic, dishonest rhetoric, the racist anti police black lives matter lie is to blame. Meanwhile. LeBron James of Ohio has been working as a philanthropist, giving back to the community. He is a real leader, a change maker. And the community benefits. Let's go to it. When I come home, like it could be one, two o'clock in the morning.
2: I'll just get in my car and roll down the window, just ride right around town, just like going to like different landmarks where I grew up and different gyms that I might have played in or settles me, I guess. We are right now in House 330. When I was a kid, I came here for banquets after basketball tournaments. For us now to like own this place, it's gonna be another resource for our families. Here. To gather, to eat, to enjoy. We're gonna have workplaces here for them to learn. And I can't wait for it all to come together. He owns
0: a home. He owns a home there contrary to Candace's remarks. She was factually wrong. And among his community missions are House 330, a community center designed to meet community needs such as financial advice, I promised a public school he funded to help at risk children. And now he has a new mission to develop that was seen there. It's a medical facility, a medical facility to offer full medical dental and eye care along with low cost pharmacy to the people of Akron, Ohio. Candace Owens lied on LeBron James. Candace Owens, is not going to correct her narrative. Her sentiment is incorrect overall. But specifically, she said, why won't LeBron James build a house in his black community? Not only did he build a house there, he built a school, building a hospital. Are you going to say to LeBron, I'm sorry, are you going to say that's the kind of example, I was talking about way to go Lebron, of course not. You'd rather spend your airtime defending racist ass white men. Because Candace, you are a sellout. You literally take money to take a position adversarial to the community who produced you. All right, Dan, thoughts here. She's a sellout. She
1: is willing to be this mirror for largely male white thinking about a framing about society. But even her analysis, she's also just like bad at her job. She's also just not very smart. This is someone who Joe Rogan was able to correct from the left, all right? This is just not yeah. someone who's that smart. And the the biggest thing you see there is, "Oh, how come black people never move to um black communities?" It's like, "No, How come rich people never move to poor communities? How come we have poor communities? How come we have a lot of communities that are disproportionately uh, black or brown or like any of these other groups? How come you have different outcomes from those other communities? Those are questions that it would cost Candace money to answer because she makes more money being this conservative, this this person who is a black face on white male supremacy. So those are the things that she just conveniently glosses over, but it's important that we break that down because you can get caught in thinking this is all a racial thing. Race is important,
0: but class is also important and you need to have the two together. Very well said, dear brother. Always a pleasure having you on the program. Tell people they can follow you, check out your great work. Check me out
1: at Dan from the web on Twitter while it's still there. YouTube.com slash Dan from the internet for Power Report and YouTube.com slash AudioFacePod for AudioFace. Thank you very much for having me on the show, doctor. Great to be with you and
0: shout out to the TYT team. Love y'all. Love you back man, always a pleasure having you. We got more on the other side, the bullpen is next, stick and stay. Welcome back, we have a lot of show left. Let me read a couple of comments, Soul Life, gifted five indisputable uh, memberships. Thank you again. Um, Also, that's a lot. Okay, C Michael Henson, uh, this needs to be, right, I read that it needs to be a law. Uh, for 911 calls uh, that would make it a felony. And FFs let me FFS let me have a username. Got it. <laughs> In California, she can be charged with several misdemeanors, but not any felonies that I can find. That's correct. Um, there is a repeat pattern dynamic rarely ever used, but it's on the books and effective if they do not enforce it. All right. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the bullpen. In the bullpen today, we have a survivor of significant police misconduct and his attorney. We covered this story earlier during the week as an update. Let me remind you of the horror of one man being shot at damn near 100 times by the police, here it is. A damn shame. We have Jonathan Strickland, father of two. The brother supports wildlife, has been a leader advocate. We have his attorney, DeWitt M. Lacey. Uh, this has been something our viewers have been angry about just as well as me. Before we start with the attorney, Jonathan, I have to say, brother, I have to ask, what was going through your mind? When bullets were simply flying inside of your vehicle.
5: Honestly, I, I thought I was going to die. I mean, I your life flashes, you know, before your eyes. You feel the pain, the heat of your 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 skin, of your muscle tissue just searing. And I just remember the pain, and just thinking of my children. You know, at the time, my youngest son was not born. And all I could think of was wanting to meet him, wanting to get back to my oldest son, Jedediah. And I, it's a miracle that I'm here, but I just, all I could think of was just wanting to get back to my children.
0: Attorney Lacey, can you give us the contextualization of what transpired that led the police to shoot at one person? Damn near 100 times unarmed and no threat to law enforcement.
4: Absolutely, Dr. Richie, and thanks for having us on here. Yes, uh, what happened right before uh, this shooting were these officers were informed by Mr. Strickland's ex-wife uh, that Mr. Strickland intended on coming to the police station uh, and shooting up all the police and having this monstrous uh, shootout with law enforcement. And so they were definitely amped up, but they had seen before they engaged with Mr. Strickland that he was unarmed. They had a a drone come out and survey. They could see he had nothing in his hands besides his phone and his water. Uh, they gave him no commands to stop or halt. Uh, they only uh, acted very aggressively and violently uh, and unconstitutionally. I would add.
0: You, um, Attorney Lacey, you do these cases. You are one of those social justice fighters who holds people accountable. You hold the cops accountable, you hold government accountable. Have you ever seen anything so blatant, Uh, 90 bullets? I have never reported on 90 bullets flying at one person before. Have you seen something this extreme?
4: Um, Not often, I'll tell you, there definitely have been times. I do remember circumstances, even in Stockton, California, where there were a hail of bullets but not for something where there's a person that's unarmed, yeah. right? Uh, and there was no real specific crime they could say that he had committed. Uh, other than allegations that had been made against him at the time.
0: This happened in Las Cruces, New Mexico uh, and Jonathan, Mr Strickland. Let me ask you this, when, uh, when this took place you were in knowledge of the pursuit. Did you have any idea? That they were going to start firing at you.
5: No, uh, Doctor Rashad Richie, I had no idea. I didn't understand why they were ramming into me. Why mm-hmm. they didn't say any commands? I mean, you using assault rifles, you reload. I mean, uh, so to show everybody, my hands were up. This shows that I got hit right here. You know, everywhere's across the back. But the fact is, I had my hands up. And they could not hear me yelling, I'm unarmed repeatedly, repeatedly. So after they reloaded, I thought when I heard the brief moment and, and, and not hearing any bullets firing, I'm like, thankful it's finally over. And then when they, they kept shooting, I, I really thought I was going to die. And I, I just would like for the viewers to know that when you see that picture of my truck and that blood stain on the ground, that's all from what hit me in my hip. And I still have a bullet in my pelvis there. Like that, all that blood was from one, just one spot. Mm-hmm. And just imagine losing all of that blood. You you really, your life flashes before your eyes. I really thought I was gonna die.
0: I'm glad you're still here. It's a miracle, as you say. you are still here. You are an active, you're an active father. But yes. I have to pose a question to you, and it's not going to be easy, brother. The way this happened was that your wife called the police and said you were going to harm officers. You would not surrender. Uh, Indisputable received another document where she said, I made all of that up and I'm sorry, okay? Do you think her race has something to do with the way they responded to you?
5: I strongly do, Dr. Rashad you think about it. We've seen it before and I hate to bring up history, but I think it's very relevant. But Emmett Till, he lost his life because a white woman lied. He doesn't get to come back. I shouldn't be here. It's a miracle I'm here. My ex lied and I would like for people to realize why would anybody in their right mind return to somebody who tried to have them assassinated? All I've ever wanted to do is be there for my children. I love my boys. You know, that's my pride and joy. Is my sons. Um, I'm blessed that having one son was a dream come true, and having two is just absolute. Just I, I, it's like a dream come true every day. But to not even be able to see my children, it's been two years since this. I just justice to me, truthfully, Doctor Shahriji, is just being able to see my children. You know, everything that happened to me was absolutely unacceptable. But in all of it, I just want to be able to get back to my children and teach them about animals and just loving nature. That's all I really want to do, Dr. Rashad Ritchie.
0: Did your um, ex receive any criminal penalty once she admitted she made it up and lied to the police and it almost got you killed?
5: No, she has not faced any retaliation. And actually, um, Dr. Rashad Ritchie, she was residing with my mother for the year. While I was incarcerated, so wow, I haven't gotten to see my children. On my youngest son's first birthday, while well, I was crying from a jail cell, just wishing I could be there and tell him happy birthday. My ex and my mom were smiling, taking pictures, having fun at Disney World. You know, so I, I just want to be able to see my children. I'm still not allowed to see them. I'm still facing obviously charges, even though. I'm confident in a court of law that we'll be able to prove without a doubt, you know, favorable reasoning uh in my case. But I just want to be allowed to see my children. You know, I'm glad that I'm allowed to still be able to live. But Dr. Shot Richie, I just think it's important for people to know if I didn't survive, nobody would have ever heard my story.
0: You know, you make a compelling point, and you're absolutely correct. If you would have died, the complete narrative would have lacked perspective and context from you. The complete narrative would have been absent of your actual truth. What injuries did you sustain?
5: Um, well, I'll walk with a limp for the rest of my life. So I have a bullet lodged deep inside my pelvis. They cannot remove it because they said if they were to try to remove it, I would probably lose so much blood that I would bleed out. Mm. Um, I have a bullet like fragments in my shoulder right here. So when it entered my back, luck it was very close to my spine. And luckily it didn't hit it, but it's still lost there. Um, I'm in pain all the time, even sitting up right now, it hurts. Um, it's, I, but I look at it is, I would rather have these injuries and be alive so I can still be able to yeah. teach people about animals. And, and show my son that I love them. Because I'm still more useful now than I would be if I was in a grave, so.
0: Yeah, I'm Attorney Lacey, let me ask you, why do you think there was no prosecution when she clearly articulated in writing, she made it all up? Why was there no prosecution or investigation to prosecute?
4: Um, look, this is the type of thing, uh, Dr. Richie, and thanks for the question, that happens a lot, right? Uh, especially when it comes to black folk, right? Uh, who are encountered by police, especially when police act violently towards them, somehow or another, those people end up with charges against them, despite whatever the evidence may be. And I really see this as kind of a, a cover your butt charge uh, mm-hmm. to demonize uh, Mr. Strickland and to make uh, people uh, you know, feel less, um, I guess, moved by his story uh, so that they won't uh, support him and that he'll feel alone. But we're here with him. Mrs. Strickland,
0: we we're out of time, but I would like you to tell viewers what would you like them to know about you, this ordeal, what you're trying to get accomplished now.
5: Um, well, first off, thank you, Dr. Rashad Richie. Um, I watch your show all the time. It's an honor well, thank you. to be on here. But um, I just want people to know that you know I love animals, and and my goal has always just been to show people that you know this planet is beautiful and worth protecting. You know, There's so many cool animals and plants. I can't wait to teach my sons about it. And I honestly always wanted to be, I've said it before, but I've always wanted to be a black crocodile hunter. But instead of crocodiles, I love snakes and um, I just want to be able to hopefully be a light of positivity in this world and, and just continue to be positive. So thank you, Dr. Ritchie.
0: Mr. Strickland, you don't need to hope, dear brother, you are a light in this world. And the fact that you have this desire to continue being a good father? Yes, sir. All
5: right. Thank you, Dr. Richie.
0: Thank you. I appreciate you both. Thank you, Attorney Lates, for all you do, man.
5: All right. Yes, sir. Thank you.
0: Thank you. Bye-bye. Remember, take care of yourself, take care of each other, take care of the planet. Remember, truth is always
2: indisputable. Welcome
0: to Indisputable.
3: When you're used to privilege, equality seems like oppression. It hits you in a certain way when someone is holding you against your will, treating you like you're a criminal and you're an innocent person. This is something that black people face no matter where they are.
0: A stronger black economy lends itself to a stronger, greater economy. Don't think it's exclusive of you, it's inclusive of you. What's your beef with critical race theory? It adds more fuel to the fire of the racist tendencies that we already have. We have a generation of problem solvers that can remedy the problem if they are properly taught what the problem is. You
3: know who, redlining in
0: this
3: country mm-hmm. the
0: white liberal I, I, don't, I don't give a damn who created it if it's well, a racist I, 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 policy I'm racist saying, policy that's shelly that's here's what i don't to. know i don't Trump know Trump see there you go filibustering brother you're scared of this <laughs> truth but you're gonna get it though